So the big question is this, how do voiceover artists like us who are looking to take our careers to the next level, but don't buy into the claims of needing expensive equipment and demos, start bringing in new clients? How do you follow a clear path to changing your voiceover side hustle into your full-time job and stick it to those that said you couldn't? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Earl Hall, and welcome to In the Booth with Earl Hall, the leading edge of voiceover. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We got funny guy Timmy in the group. (laughs) I have no idea what's about to kick off here at all. Um, this guy is is mental, as they say in uh, the UK. He's Inside mental. The membrane. Inside <laughs> the membrane. Man, Tim, how you been doing, man? How's things been going for you? Very, very good. Um, in the past two months, I've actually been getting more sleep. It's crazy um, that I've actually had more sleep than basically in the entire rest of this year combined. Uh, <laughs> Which is not to say that I'm not working. I'm working a lot. Oh, okay. But, I was wondering, like, where's yeah. all the sleep coming from? Well, uh, well, I've, I've prioritized. Before I was uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I had a day job. Uh, I was trying to do acting, stand-up comedy, voice acting, video editing, oh, you're script being writing, yeah, everything. Being I was spreading <laughs> myself too thin. And so, in the past two and a half months, I've basically just been focusing on voiceover. Uh, all the all the standup that I get is no longer from me marketing myself. It's now from my agents. If they okay. send me work, awesome. Um, uh, and um, the acting is mostly just uh, if I see something on Facebook on one of the Facebook posts and it's local mm-hmm. and it's on a time that I'm free, then I'll be like, hey, you know, you know, I'm free. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm not like pushing to find it. Also, I'm making more money, which awesome. is great. Uh, that helps you sleep. Uh, oh make, enough, make enough money to pay the bills that helps you sleep real yeah. good you lay your head down kind of oh, just you know just, when you when you look at when you look at all the bills and they're all paid or they're yeah. not due due for like i don't know another 15 days and you know you're gonna have enough money by the time right. you're just like oh i can just snuggle right in here <laughs> let me ask you tim what what was the shift or how did the shift happen where you went from i don't want to say nothing but Say you nothing. Where say you, nothing. Were, you, uh-huh. know, <laughs> you know, to where you are now in the span of the last eight months, nine months, um, almost 10. Almost 10. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, the big change was um, tripling my prices. Tripling my prices um, on. Wait, yeah. a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> we, we know that I've been talking about raising prices uh-huh. and not being afraid to charge what you feel you're worth. You didn't double. Mm-hmm. You tripled. I tripled. Why? Uh, I was, I was looking at the doubling and I was like, well, it's only going to soften the blow by so much. And I was like, nah, let's go three times. Let's do three times. Okay. Cause normally when I increase my prices, it's always double. I always okay. just double it. Uh, which normally just in, you know, if it's Fiverr, it's just decreasing the number of words yeah. or charging a little bit more for like the commercial fee or 24 hour and stuff like that. Sure. But I was like, I was like, now nah, let's, let's, let's bring every, the whole total to about three times more than it would be. Um, 
which even though I've, I've tripled my prices, I've actually been making way more than that per order than so now, on average. Now, when you say that, so now you're making more mm. and working less. Yes. Way less. Wow. Way less. Um, wow. <laughs> which, which, like I said, feels great. And you get lots of sleep and you can get stuff done. Uh, yeah. there's, there's really only one project that I'm finishing up that's kind of taking a lot of time. And that's just, it's really just because of my disability uh, in dyslexia. Okay. Because um, it's like 2,000 words for one character. And then another one's like 1,500 words. Okay. Um, and they're long um, paragraphs that I'm trying to get in like one take. Okay. Um, and there's kind of a workaround technique that I've learned doing this that's actually making it easier. And like the way I use Audacity to actually okay. break up each section. Um, I could probably um, do a second. It'd be hard to tell. It'd be easier to show. So I might when do. You talk about dyslexia. You're not actually kidding. No, no, no. I am not kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, uh, uh, I talked to an, another voice actor uh, famous in the industry. He does, um, he did, what was it? Uh, Bi uh, Billy from Billy and Mandy. Okay. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, really feel, I'm terrible with names. That's another one of my, my things. Uh, and he also did uh, Invader Zim from Invader Zim. Okay. Really famous, um, well-known in the animation industry. And I, was, and I decided to have just a one-on-one -on -one coaching section, uh, session with him. And, and one of the things we were talking about was dyslexia. Um, and he had a lot of great points and he had a lot of great uh, advice and tips. And so I'm trying to work on that a little bit more and, and it's getting a little bit easier. Um, but that's really the only thing that like, takes a lot of time. And then after that, a lot of it is just really short projects that I'm making a lot more on. Sure. Go for so, it. I mean, with that, so even having dyslexia, you didn't allow that to become an excuse. No, 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 none whatsoever. Um, I mean, for someone who has really severe dyslexia and reads for a living into a <laughs> microphone, uh, you would think that that would be the worst pairing imaginable, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, like, like when I uh, talk about the speech impediment that I used to have, you know, or whatever, that I still struggle with sometimes, right. you know, right. reading for a living and talking into a microphone with, without a stutter, you know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it's like having no arms and being a trape trapeze artist and trying to catch yeah. the other guy. Like, it's really, yeah. you got to find a way. That. <laughs> Grab him with your teeth, I guess. <laughs> when you went to the, when you were going through your thought process about tripling your your prices how scary was that for you it was really really scary um but i knew that i needed to do it because uh i think it might have been four or five months ago mm -hmm. i actually um lost my job um okay. it was a job that i had down south austin and i and i live north austin and 35 is a mess because it's under okay. construction. If there's one accident, just one person wrecking, it's wow. an hour and a half to get there. Okay. So after a while, it we had, I had already been coming in late too much, and so it was just an it was just an agreement. It was like I'm coming in late. It's you know way I should have been suspended or fired a long time ago. This is okay. looking bad on you guys because you're making an exception for me, and I don't mm -hmm. think that's fair. So let's just end this here. And then after that. Uh, I tried to push for more comedy, but no one was really hiring in the area. And mm -hmm. it's really hard to market for comedy because, uh, you know, if it's if you're in a big city that does comedy, 
you have to know somebody. You have okay. to already be friendly with the, with the bar, and and a lot of them already have their comics that they that they their go to guys and gals. Their go to guy. So that was kind of that was something that I could make money on, but it wasn't something that I can make money tomorrow on. Okay. Um, and the same thing with the acting. You have to do auditions. So there's no guarantee that you're going to get the role. Um, okay. I did new headshots, and I you know put together a better demo, and I sent it to my agent, and still haven't gotten anything from my agent in that entire time. Wow. Uh, all the acting that I've gotten has been on my own time has been me reaching out to people or knowing people that are looking for somebody. Uh, but again, that's not a tomorrow solution. So right. the only thing that I had that was free and that was um, already set up to make money was Fiverr. Gotcha. So I was like, if I don't make this much, I'm hitting like here, if I don't make this much a month, then mm -hmm. I'm not going to make it. Then I'm not going to make it through the, the month. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, I have to do this. And sure, I probably could have made enough if I doubled it. But I really felt like um, I also don't feel like uh, I set it high enough for the quality of my product. Okay. Um, but it's another one of the things that's really hard for me to do is because I, I have a terrible perception of me. I think I'm really, really bad. Uh, it's and it's it's healthy. Um, as long if you're not like rocking back in the corner, just, you know, chastising yourself with a belt, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's fine to be critical of yourself. I don't know. Again, I, I don't know if my critique of myself is realistic, um, but it does constantly push me to, to try harder and produce better demos and get better at using my mic and, you know, my technique and all this kind of stuff. It pushes me forward, but it does there's have its a, downsides. You know, there's a, there's a question that. I became aware of to start asking myself. And so I'm, I'm telling other people's people about this as well, is that if you're scared of something or if you're feeling trepidation or anxiety, the question is simply, how would I be, how would I show up if I didn't feel that way? So when you're in that moment of the anxiety, when you're in the moment of that <laughs> fear or doubt, Hmm. What would I feel like if I didn't think that? Right. And go into that because all of us have these fears. All of us have these things and these challenges and all of us are very self-critical. I believe most people are more critical of themselves than other people will ever be of, of you. Right. I think, I think that's very true, especially because you know, all of your buttons and all of your weaknesses. Mm. I mean, you know, what scares you. Yeah. So, you know, when you're thinking of something that could scare you in the middle of the night, you're better than any filmmaker ever. Yeah. And there's, I mean, is it, let me, let me ask you this question, especially from the standpoint of a, of a comedian, we've seen so many different stories, whether it be the Martin Lawrence story mm -hmm. or, um, uh, Dave Chappelle, you know, different things, uh, going all the way back to Eddie Murphy, as well as mm -hmm. Richard Pryor, the, depressive states that comedians go into but somehow bring comedy out of it mm -hmm. do oh you, yes do you find that with yourself uh i do um i don't write when it comes to comedy i don't write that much based on um my fears um but i do write a lot that's based on um kind of self-deprecating kind of humor most of the humor that i write 
is, you know, evaluating me in perspective to other or normal things. Kind um, of, I'll take a shot at myself before someone else takes the shot. Right. Um, and it was, it was actually kind of a career choice mm-hmm. uh, for me to go that way. Cause originally I, w- um, I think originally my style of comedy was trying to be a little bit more aggressive towards other things or other people. Um, But I started to take it back and be aggressive, aggressive towards myself and, and evaluate myself. And a lot of that has to do with my height, my weight, uh, how goofy I sound or how goofy I look with my ears and uh, whatever it is. Um, And that was a career choice because no one can really get upset with you as a comedian. If you're just making fun of yourself. Uh, you know, well, logically they can't make, they can't, I mean, anyone can get upset. You're like, you're not that bad. (laughs) Like, who are you, who are you yelling at? Who are you, who are you arguing with? Um, but it was just kind of a a decision that I made. I was like, um, you know, I'm a white straight guy. So (laughs) the only person I can technically make fun of is myself. And so that was kind of the majority of my humor now. Um, but originally a lot of my humor was based on, um, dark depression, and, and I know tons of comedians that dig from those darknesses. Um, okay. And <laughs> oh, you blowing yeah. up? You look, blowing I'm on up. my look. I'm on my Mac, and so when my phone rings, my Mac rings. So it's like <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he did have it. He did have it on silent. He did have it on silent. Yeah. I will attest to that. <laughs> you so you so popular. You so. Popular. <laughs> But oh I do know, <laughs> but I do know tons of um, of comedians who who pull from from darkness and sadness, and and I think that has to do with the comedy and the the art, mm-hmm. really the the art of it, um, because you're in your head so much, sure. Um, and if you're writing, you're often alone. Um, whether it's writing screenplays or writing, you know, um, comedy. Well, which- it's the same with it's the same with you know us as voice actors. I mean, we're alone in our booth or whatever, and, and we're doing these things locked in our so- phone cage, right? In our phone cage, our padded rooms. Um, and you know, you put out an audition, and I think part of the problem with a lot of voice actors that comes into play is that they put out an audition, and then they sit in front of their computer, and they're refreshing and refreshing and refreshing <laughs> to see if they won, instead of right. going on to the next thing right. that needs to happen, or the next audition, kind of like doing the audition, and now it's now it's gone, because what's going to happen is going to happen, right? and whether or not you refresh your screen isn't going to make it ha- happen any faster. Right. And your phone already dings when something comes in anyway. So like, <laughs> the redundancy. Yeah. You know. um, speaking of auditions, that's another thing that I don't stress all that much over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have a voices.com account, um, but I don't spend that much time on it. But again, I've been making more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is the same thing I tell anyone if I ever have a coaching session with them, which I have started doing. Yes. Um, and, uh, one of the things I tell them is, is if they're going to do auditions on voices.com, Badalgo, voice, voices, uh, voice one, two, three mm-hmm. is that they shouldn't audition for everything. Um, and I only audition for maybe anywhere between five and 10 things a week. Um, and uh, across online. all platforms or across just that one. Uh, probably, uh, probably across all the audition platforms. Um, I don't really get anything off Bedalgo or voice bunny, so I don't really focus that much time, 
uh, on those ones. Um, Voices.com, I'll search through, but I don't really like their their categorizing of the... Okay. It's, you have to go in and read the whole thing before yeah. you can really figure out whether or not it's for you. Right. On Voices.com, you can categorize it so I know if it's animation, cartoon, video game, which is my thing. Um, and then I can also sort it by age or right. you know um, accent and stuff like that. Uh, so I really only do the auditions that I feel most confident that I can do and anything else, I just skip. I really just... Yeah. There's no point in me wasting that time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's, you're auditioning for stuff in the realm of character, right? Your game, you know, maybe some impressions or things of that nature. You're not going out doing auditions for Bible reading, you right? Know? Right, right. No <laughs> audiobooks and stuff like that. And it's not that uh, it's not that there aren't some like um, tech commercials or or some e-learning that don't mm -hmm. fit my voice and that clients might not be looking for. Sure. It's mostly just because um, I don't really feel like, I, it might be partly the dyslexia, I don't really feel like I, I and they would benefit equally from the project. Okay. Um, also, I don't know if they would be, I don't know if they would be, their budget is worth how much time it would take out of my day because of my disability, um, which is why I charge by the word and not by the period of time because okay. each project is going to take a different period of time and I won't know until I'm really reading it how long it's going to take. Sure. But the animation is really easy for me to read because it's dialogue. Right. It's very easy for me to read dialogue as opposed to like, you know, a huge like three line sentence medical narration of yeah, words I've it's like it, it which makes sense because when you know it's dialogue you can kind of even though you might be doing a character you're bringing a lot of your personality with that as well and imagining how would i say this in this situation right and it makes it easier because you know you're acting as opposed to reading nonfiction. exactly yeah um if you understand the character and you know who they're talking to what's going on in the scene um it's easier for me to be able to read read ahead as mm -hmm. opposed to reading those lines. It's easier to, for me to just yeah. know what's coming up next. Um, and so it takes less, less time, even if there's huge words that you know are confusing to me, like if it's a fantasy and they have made up names and stuff like that, yeah. it still takes me less. Gilgamorf. You know. <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it takes me less time and it's, it's just easier for me to do. And I, I have a higher hit rate of satisfaction with clients doing it that way. And the last three projects that I got paid to do on Voices.com were actually things I didn't audition for. They were ones that uh, a client who had worked with me before had come back. Okay. So one that I had auditioned for, and I landed the role. They liked it. We had a great rapport, and they sent me private auditions. And so I sent those in. Uh, actually, one of them, they didn't even send me the audition. They were like, here's some more. There's a different character. There's more stuff. You know, is this fee good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even audition for that one. Um, Which and that'll then, happen. And I'm assuming you're probably finding that more and more with more clients um, that they just send you the stuff because they like what it is that you produce. Right. With the relationship that you have with with Fiverr, because most of your work at this point is coming off of Fiverr. Is that I would say, yeah. An accurate yeah. statement. You know, what are you finding some of the key things that, especially in the coaching that you do now? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, let's talk about what kind of coaching are you doing? Let's 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 talk about that a bit. Well, first, out of the gate um, is always like an evaluation with anybody you talk to. The first coaching session is always an evaluation. Mm -hmm. You can't give advice if you don't know where they are. Uh, exactly. I get tons of emails. Actually, the majority of the coaching that I get is through my YouTube channel. 
because I have mm-hmm. my my funny guy Timmy email down below. And if they're like, hey, you know, I have all these questions and we'll start talking and stuff like that. And then after I answer a few of their questions and, and uh, I, I figure out that they really are serious about this, because every now and then you get some kids that are just like, yeah. how do you get into cartoons? I'm thinking about how to do this, you know. Everyone says I have an amazing yeah. voice. I'll have my radio shed my tape recorder here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but every now and then you get some people that have genuine questions. Um, I ask them to send, send me any demo that they have, and then I'll evaluate that. Um, and then the, then I'll, I'll tell them, hey, I can also offer you know, a one-on-one, because it's often easier to do a one-on-one sure. Skype's coaching session. And then we do that. Um, and when it comes, one of the first things that I suggest is always Fiverr. And that's because it's free. Um, It's not something that you have to pay a membership for, like Mm -hmm. Voices.com or Voice123. It's 100% free. And it's already a search engine. It's already people type in what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if you're in that category, you'll pop up. And really, all it comes down to is marketing and pricing at that point. Um, Well, and skill. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest. You got to have at least a little bit of skill, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, and one of the things that, that, um, I always have to, you know, reassure them is that it's actually n- not as hard as they think it is on Fiverr. Everyone thinks that they're against everyone, that they're competing against everyone on Fiverr, mm-hmm. which is not true at all. You're maybe competing against 10, 20 people. If okay. you really think about it. Um, when the client comes on and they type in, because I've hired other people to do stuff on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. So, you know, totally. I, you know, search stuff. And uh, when it comes to other voice actors, I know what I'm looking for. So I'll have a voice in my head if it's voice actors. Um, and I will type in uh, female, young, between this age, American accent, um, animation or cartoon voice. Um, and then they'll they'll pop up and then I'll, I'll already have a voice in my head and then there'll be like maybe like five or ten that fit that kind of voice, that kind of style, that kind of read. Okay. I imagine it's very similar with other clients. They already have a voice in their head, especially if yes. they're already working with a video um, and that they just need a voice for or, you know, a script for. They already have an idea because it's, they're, there is a brand that they're working with. So they're going to go in with that in mind and they're going to search these very simple categories, maybe like a hundred people are going to show up, but there's really only going to be like 10 people, maybe that they're really going to be like struggling with. And at that point, it's going to come down to how good is your demo? Um, how, how well written is your information and your, your gigs, gig extra communication that that you have with them, the customer service aspect to that, making sure that they know you understand what it is that they want and the final product. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the really, like you said, it comes down to communication and a lot of the stuff that um, I get, actually some of the biggest paid stuff that I get is when someone's like, Hey, I'm needing multiple voices. I'm needing multiple voices for a project. And because they listen to my demo and they've heard that a lot of my characters sound mm-hmm. very different from each other, mm-hmm. that um, I can deliver multiple characters for the same project. And so I'm kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of people when they need male voices. And so they'll be like, hey, can you do this voice and this voice and this voice? And I try to be very, very honest. Uh, if it's a voice that I can't do, I'll be like, I can do a similar voice. Yeah. And then I'll try to send them like a really quick sample if I already have something. Um, and I'll ask them all the information, like what kind of project is it? How many words? Um, I try to get all that information 
Um, a lot of people I've noticed that they'll just send out a, they'll just send a flat rate fee before even getting all the information. Okay. Um, let me and, back you. I'm going to back you up because yeah. I, your dyslexia has taken you off track with my question. Uh, <laughs> I think it did. I think it, I don't remember what the question no, was. I'm really point. interested in what it is that you coach people to do. And I oh. think everyone is very interested <laughs> I did in, way in what you coach people wow. to do. I'm like, I'm trying to wait till he comes back, but now nah, he's going off on the tangent. Let me bring him back. Cause that's not even what I freaking is that asked. A bunny? Is that <laughs> funny? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the, though. it was very helpful. <laughs> uh, the, the, the coaching is, is often uh, first uh, the, the audio quality. I've, I've done a lot of microphone reviews. So okay. I know a large, a large range of microphones that people can get that are inexpensive to get mm -hmm. the right sound. So a lot of people are, come to me and ask is like, oh, I'm the TLM well, let, me stop, let me stop you right there. And I want to go to that point that you just brought up too about the microphone. I'm getting a tremendous number of inquiries about mics mm -hmm. and things of that nature. It's like, what kind of mic should I get? And it's like, you know, cause you've got the school of thought, right? Don't use a USB. And I used to be in that school of thought, don't use a USB, but then you've got all this great technology that has happened <laughs> within the USB realm. That is really like, I don't know if I can say that anymore. What are your feelings uh, about about that subject? I think for starting out, if you have no equipment and you're mm -hmm. just starting out, you don't have a demo, you haven't really done any voiceover, any voiceover training, I okay. think your best first pick is going to be a good voiceover mic. But it has to have um, zero latency. So you can hear yourself. Um, uh, and I know there's basically some when you talk about latency, basically you hear what you're saying as you're saying it. Exactly. At the yeah. exact, exact same time, no delay. Mm -hmm. uh, my first mic that I normally recommend to people, um, if they can't afford the Audio Technica 2020 USB, which that is was my first one, love that yeah. mic. I still uh, have it, I still use it. <laughs> I was looking for it. It's like, where's my mic? <laughs> uh, the, the next one would be the Samson CO1U Pro, okay. which is like half the price, uh, doesn't have all the dials. Has a little bit more noise um, than the Audio Technica, but it has live um, has a port for headphones, headphones. live uh, feedback. So, and it's like a it's a really good starter mic. It's mm -hmm. not perfect, but it's going to sound okay on most people's voices. It's not really tenny or so. Sharp. You would prefer the AT twenty twenty? I would prefer the AT twenty twenty. Okay, but a lot of times someone who's got like a, a, a they need to spend more on their their setup. Uh, because you can have a really nice mic and a terrible setup. It Tell doesn't me mean it. anything. Exactly. Um, so wrong. I often recommend getting a really cheap starter mic and then spending most of the money on uh, either getting sound blankets. New or, environment. Right, a new environment, uh, you know, putting together a booth. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a, a PDF that I've put together that has um, a list of all the stuff that you can buy to really get started. Okay. And it ranges anywhere. I think it was like from it's like anywhere between two hundred and three fifty in total cost for all the stuff to set up an average studio, which okay. is not bad. No. Um, and and then at the bottom it has some examples of how to set up like a really quick space. And so that'd be like the the first thing though that we'll often talk about. If they're past that point, um, then it normally becomes well, what's the what's the issue? What's the problem? What are your questions? Where are you stopped? Um, and a lot of them, it's like, well, I don't know where to begin or, 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 um, they're producing their own demo and they're doing it all wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we break down their, their demos. 
a lot of the times they'll they'll have like, I don't know what's wrong with my demo and I'll like send it to me and then I will actually edit it on my end um, and I'll do like a screen share with them and I'll show okay. them um, this is what I'm doing. I'm using Audacity because it's easy. It's it's very. Is that effective. your day W of choice you use every day? It is. Um, okay. I, I have other programs, but I've been using Audacity since the first time it came out. Yeah, so you know it inside and out. So inside you and flip out. through everything real quick because your workflow is what you know. Right. I have I have hundreds of presets that for each individual project, um, and it's just way faster. Um, it takes less time to render and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'll show them using Audacity. Sure. Um, and to kind of get them the the basics of editing, um, and then you know they they download that, so they're good there. Uh, and then a the next thing would be talking about the two websites that I often recommend. Uh, and one of them is Fiverr mm-hmm. and the other one is ACX. And it just kind of depends on what path they're going on. And because both of them are free, both the websites are free. Right. Um, Do you and- normally focus in on like the people that you, that you're coaching now, are they, more in the character realm, or is it across the board for you at this point? It's across the board. It, uh, okay. the, I think the last two, they had started out in radio um, or, you know, uh, been doing this for a while, but hadn't really gotten anywhere, and they wanted to get into anim- animation okay. and stuff like that, um, which is a lot trickier to to talk about because a lot of that is coming up with, um, well, first of all, uh, a, a very large library of original voices. And uh, the other thing is... Um, them being comfortable in front of a microphone and embarrassing themselves, even if there's no one there. Yeah. Which you'd be very surprised how many people are uncomfortable when no one's watching. When no one's watching. Yeah. No one can see you through the mic. Why are you, you know, so afraid to act like a fool in front of the mic? Um, So a lot of the times, uh, one of my big things is, is I don't sit down. It's one of the things that I recommend. Uh, Neither do I. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get your, you got to get up, you got to, you know, stretch out this so you can mm-hmm. breathe. Cause if you're hunched over, you have that hunched over sound. Um, unless it's a sound. Well, that's you're a sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so get up, you know, get flexible, um, you know, stretch. Um, and then, um, after that, it's, uh, a lot of, uh, showing them the four things in any voice, any character voice. There's four elements in any impression or character voice. Ooh, they just are. Four. Uh, and they are, uh, I think I'm giving away a lot of my secrets, but uh, <laughs> for you, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, so basically there, there is pitch. So that's how high or how low the, the voice is. Okay. Uh, there is uh, accent, which is an easy one. Um, that's just, you know, like Irish accent, German accent, Indian yeah. accent. Um, there is rhythm. Um, and there is noise. So basically put those four things together in any combination, you have, you know, a voice. Uh, and the, like I said, the same thing with uh, impressions. So let's say Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart is a low pitch. Mm-hmm. He's got kind of a kind of a New York accent, I okay. think. Um, it's kind of a very hard accent to really narrow down. Um, and then he uh, stutters and he kind of speaks a little slow. Um, and then there's this kind of... Um, Almost like an old man chewing on his tongue sound. Okay, I'll give you an uh, 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 hold, hold right there. Uh, uh, no, 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 uh, uh, 
uh, what, 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 what you're saying is uh, you, 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 you put these four things to, uh, to together and you, you can do any voices. Uh, is that what you're telling me? Oh, uh, yeah. I forget the name, but I know who the character is. I forget exactly. the name. But I know who that is from um, the Christmas movie back in the exactly. day. From, uh, uh, Clarence, Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I grew up on on black and white TV and old movies, yeah. and, and he was one of the uh, first impressions that I really did. Um, but he's a prime example of those four elements playing together. And all of my voices have these same things, maybe in varying degrees. Maybe there's not as much noise or maybe the, the rhythms are the same, but mm-hmm. they, those are the four basic elements. Um, and pretty much anyone can do a voice that's not of their own. Um, and when... You know, you can get them to do one of their favorite voices that isn't their own and you get them to break it down. Yeah. And then you go, OK, what's another voice, you know, that that you do every now and then, whether it's. And I want to repeat what you said. Anyone can do a voice. Right. Anyone can, can do a voice. Um, it may not sound as good as someone else. Like uh, a lot of the voices. It's a wonderful that, life. Michael just came up with the movie. Yeah. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Boom. Um, a lot of the, the, the voices that I do don't sound all that much like me. Um, Mm -hmm. they're either really, really high pitched and nasally, um, which is hard to imagine this voice any further. Um, or they're really, really low. Uh, I do a lot of work where I'm doing like really, really low, like big dumb guys and stuff like that. Um, and so if someone who sounds naturally like the way I do can bring his pitch down to, you know, that kind of like ogre or dwarf voice um you know it it really isn't that hard okay Um, a lot of people are just afraid to make it do you teach people how to do that um yes uh uh there are some people who i don't really feel get it okay um that it takes longer to really show them um, well, let's see what do. I want to do. And the reason why I'm asking about the coaching, because I, what was it? Three months ago, I, like four months ago, I was yelling at you about why the freak aren't you coaching? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I think we had a couple of conversations a couple months ago, dude, what are you doing? So what I want to do here is expose people to what it is that you're doing. And I need you to tell us how they can get in contact with you as we close here. Right. So they can pick up on the things that you're an expert coaching at. Uh, well, as far as contact, the email that I've been using is uh funny guy, Timmy at gmail.com. Funny guy, Timmy, um, funny guy, Timmy at gmail.com. gmail.com. I will eventually put together a, a whole Facebook page, Twitter and, and email dedicated to, to coaching because you have to, you have to separate everything. You have to categorize yeah. your stuff. I think uh, I know a little bit about that, but <laughs> if you put everything through one email. You're just going to get bogged down. I have an acting um, email. I have a voice acting email, stand-up comedy email. I have the funny guy, Timmy, which is mostly for fans, but is basically become more or less the coaching one. Uh, but that's the one to contact me through as of current, as of current. Okay. Um, and uh, so that's the, the easiest way. And it, it after that, it's really, um, there's also uh, scripts that I'll hand out. Um, there's also a um, voiceover uh, character um, 101 sheet that I have, which um, there's a few people who've, who've I've tried this on. Basically, it's going to be a sheet that it's got the dialogue and that's it. You're going to read the dialogue. 
And then after that, it's going to have a character description. So now you're going to read the, di- the same dialogue again with the new character description. Then after okay. that, uh, actually, no, no. Before that, it's the character's name. Character's so you name. get a little okay. bit of information at a time. Then it's the character description. And then after that, you're going to get um, a picture of the character. And mm-hmm. then after that, you're going to get the scenario. What's going okay. on? Um, and so, and every time you read the dialogue, read the line, you're supposed to change the voice based on the new information. Um, and it's kind of, every time you do an audition or do a character, you're going to get varying degrees of information. Sometimes you're just going to get a name. Sometimes you're just going to get a name and description. Sometimes you're just going to de- get a description, no name. Um, and sometimes you are going to get the, the full thing with the picture and everything. Um, but you have to be able to come up with a voice that. F- okay. All <laughs> right. <you> <laughs> I, yeah. We're back now. I have no clue. Um, <laughs> you, were just, you were just like. And then yeah. gone. And then I was like, Earl, Earl. Yeah, look, and now, now I'm using a, a completely different camera than I was using <laughs> I can before. See that. It's like, but oh my gosh, okay. But <laughs> let me let me let's get, There was a question that came through that I think was okay. kind of important. Everybody's saying we lost Earl. Like, <laughs> Earl, no. But there was a question that came through. Let me just go scroll back through here. Yeah, this is a question. question. I hope I didn't lose the question because it was like a good one. Uh, Tom says he saw the plans you were talking about. Okay, here it is. Question came in from Michael. Do you feel the notion? Can you see the question? I can see it. Okay, yeah. So there's the question. Uh, I think he meant co- he meant voice uh, conversational as opposed to whatever else is there. But is that demand changing? Do you feel or um, as far as like the uh, what was it again? As far as the young guy. Yeah, uh, as far as the every, you know, every man, guy, gal, next door voice, you know, is that being overstated? Is that demand changing now? I no. think here, I, I don't think that the clients, all the clients and everyone in the industry understands what that voice is, nor do I think all the voice actors know what that voice is. Um, but basically, we've lost him again. Uh, no, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> but I'm basically, here. the voice, I was just going to keep going. I was just going to keep yeah. going. Um, but basically the the idea is they want it to sound like someone who's just right there beside you or you know a friend talking across the table that's the basic idea um now a lot of voices nowadays uh when they're looking for that kind of guy next door young guy next door they're basically looking for no accent no discernible regional accent someone who can basically be pitched across the table um, and they're looking for someone that's believable and not broadcasty. You know, it's, it doesn't sound like they're selling you something. It doesn't sound like they're pitching an idea. It just sounds like someone sharing information. Um, now, when I talk to a lot of clients, they, they tell me, just read it naturally. Now, this happens to me. They're like, just read it naturally. Just read it how you naturally would. And I'm very high energy. I'm a very active, high energy guy. And so I read it how I would. And they're like, no, 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 no. Not, you're, not like a cartoon read it yeah. like a like a normal person uh they're like don't do a character i was like i wasn't doing a character that's exactly that's how i talk yeah and they're like talk how you talk to friends i was like that's exactly how i talk to friends and so, <laughs> so from their description of what they would sound like oh you mean boring and so yeah. i'll just i'll do it kind of like this with my arms not moving and i'll just read like that and they're like perfect got it so i don't i don't really think i have real good perspective of that particular 
area. Um, I do know some people who nail that kind of young guy commercial read. Mm. Um, But again, I don't do a lot of commercial. And so normally the stuff that I do is character based. Okay. So once again, if you guys want to reach out with Tim, I think he's a great guy for you to reach out to funnyguytimmy at gmail.com. That's the address. Make sure you go catch him right there. Tim, I want to thank you for being on. Thank you. Know, you. It was fun. Even through all the technical difficulties here in the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> it was all good. That we've been able. <laughs> the, the thing just saw me rambling. It was like, oh, he's going to keep doing this forever. Just, enough, enough. Gee. <laughs> it's like end, end for the love of God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, thanks, Tim, for being here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Take care, Bye. guys. <laughs>